You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're at and wherever this episode finds you today. I just wanted to take a second to mention I finished 75 hard and I'm so proud of myself for doing it. Like I, it's 75 days of these rigorous tasks <laughs> and I made a whole post on my Facebook page. So if you follow me on there, like feel free to add me as a friend and you can read the post but, about what I learned from it. But now what I'm doing is I'm like reintegrating into life. I am not doing all of the things like I'm not making myself still do the diet and still do all the workouts. So I had my first rest day on Sunday and I had to look back. I was like, oh my gosh, I've literally gone to the gym every single day since I started this challenge. So the last day that I didn't go to the gym was March 17th. And to give you some context, it's now June 13th. So I had my first rest day. It was really nice. And then today I was like sitting around feeling lazy and I was like, you know what? A walk would be nice. And I actually felt like doing a walk. And normally for me, the walk was something where I had to do it, where I was like, the second workout where you have to be outdoors. But today I just kind of knew, I was like, this would be kind of nice. It would give me some energy. So I went on a 30-minute walk and I went with my daughter and we just walked around with a stroller. And it was actually like kind of just woke me up. (laughs) So I was like, oh, this is a good habit for me, I think. And it made me feel like more energized to kind of you know, finish off the household stuff for the rest of the day and like power through that time where you get really tired in the day. So I'm kind of just playing around with still, you know, keeping some things, not keeping other things, definitely still counting my macros, still going to the gym most days of the week and doing my workouts, which I love to do. But I just wanted to celebrate that. Uh, It's super fun to know that it's over and that I can just say I did it and I got through it. (laughs) So anyways, let's go into today's topic. We're talking about sales today. I was talking to somebody about weight loss sales and I was like, you know what? We really need to do another version of the first episode that I did about sales. So if you go back, the very first episode of this podcast was back when I was only talking to photographers and only business coaching photographers. It was called, What Are You Really Selling? And that episode is actually the most popular episode, the most all-time listened to episode out of all of the episodes. So I was like, what would be valuable for people to hear again? And how can I make this now in a more general context? Because now I have listeners who are not just photographers. But if you are a photographer and you want to hear like a specific podcast about deeper diving into sales about photography, I highly recommend if you haven't listened to that po- uh, that podcast yet, then you can go ahead and listen to that one after you hear about what I have to say here. So I absolutely love sales. And you know what? The reason why I love sales is because I was so bad at sales and somehow me just not giving up <laughs> led to me being amazing at sales and understanding sales in a different way. And so I know for a fact that you can be extremely terrible at sales and still 
learn all the skills that you need to be able to sell anything at any price. And I really do believe that. So what are you really selling? Let's just ask that question. What comes up for you when I ask that? And I think for most people who are just like not thinking about it from a very sales-minded way, if you ask them what they're selling in their business, they would tell you like the actual features of the product. They would tell you like the product that I'm selling is this and it's like got all of these, you know, details about it and it's sourced from here and it's like very unique and cool and that's why I'm selling it and that's why people should buy it, right? So what I want to start off right off the bat is what you are always selling is a feeling. And the reason why it comes back to a feeling is because anything that anybody does is to have or to avoid a feeling. That's like what motivates us as humans. And it, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's like you don't just do things that are not going to make you feel anything. Like <laughs> you're like either you're brushing your teeth in the morning so you don't have to feel like terrible when all of your teeth get taken out later in life. <laughs> so you're maybe like avoiding the bad feeling or maybe you are, you know, telling your kids that you love them in the morning because you want to feel that connection and that love and that family bonding experience that you have when you connect with your children, right? But everything is about something, a feeling that you want or that you think that you will avoid having. So I want you to just take a second to think about your business, whatever you're selling, in the context of a feeling that you are helping somebody have or to not have. And let's take a minute to just cover that you are either selling something at market price at like what they can buy it from anybody from, or you are selling it for over market price. And typically the people that I help are in the second category, right? They're not just selling like some wholesale price of something. They're selling something that has more value to it. And so it's charged a premium price and if you are not able to sell that, it's because you are maybe trying to sell it the old way where you're like, well, it's, but it is super fancy. Like it is really nice. So I want to start like looking at it in the context of feelings and what you are really doing for somebody. And so, yes, for some people, like when I was selling photography, people were like, oh yeah, I need a photographer. I'll book you. And they did that when I was very cheap. <laughs> but as I got more expensive, I wasn't able to just like satisfy that need for people. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I need a photographer. Like, let me just find anyone that's available. Um, oh, you're $3,000. Never mind. Right? Like it's like at a certain point when you pass the point of what's like a normal price, people are going to start to push back on it if you're trying to sell it as something that people actually like need and basically just like you're just like all the other people that can give them X amount of hours and X amount of images and X amount of photos to be finished, right? And I really want to stress that because I think a lot of people when they move into selling at higher than normal pricing get stuck in like the what all the people think about them that are like the commodity buyers, 
not their people. <laughs> like they get stuck in all the people telling them it's too expensive and they get really like confused because there are a lot of other people that are kind of like in different price ranges and those people look more successful than them. And so I really want you to differentiate yourself if you have decided to become like a premium priced service or product that you are you're like those people are, don't matter to you anymore. Like it's not like they don't matter, but you know what I mean? Like it's like not relevant to your business anymore what the people who are undercharging do, how their business is working, how many clients they have. And if people are coming to you and that's what they're looking for, then it's like you might accidentally be calling in those types of people if you're like thinking about them all the time. But those are definitely not the people that you want to be like, well, so-and-so said it was too, it was too expensive. So I don't know. I don't know if people are going to be able to afford it. Right. And so people get really mixed up on those things. And I just want you to think if you're selling the more premium thing, then it really doesn't matter like if people are telling you it's too expensive or not. That's a problem that we're going to cover further on in the episode. So there are only two reasons why somebody wouldn't buy what you're selling. So number one, it would be that they don't value the feeling that you're giving them at that price point. Okay, so it's kind of like the saying in where you could be like the juiciest peach in the world and there'll still be somebody that doesn't like peaches. It's like you could be like the very best, you know, like you could have the nicest, let's say you're selling like a Mercedes or something. (laughs) You could be offering the very, very best, the top of the line, the most luxurious, but like there's always going to be somebody that maybe they could even afford it, but they're just not like they just don't value that. They're just not the person that wants to buy a Mercedes. So like some of the people, if you're getting no's, like they are going to be those people that are just like, no. That's just not what I wanted to spend on that. And you see people do this at all different price points of all different things. Like you see people that have a lot of money say like, nah, I just wasn't like really in, I wasn't thinking of spending that much on this thing. And it's like, just because they're rich, (laughs) they don't have to value every single thing and every single service that every business offers. And that's okay. And you also see people who are just like, really cannot afford the higher value thing and they and that's okay as well like some people are just going to want the lower cost option and they don't need the very best feeling thing that you can offer them so if somebody doesn't buy from you it's either from that reason that they were just not going to be your customer in the first place or there's a second reason which is that they're just not sold on that they will get that feeling for sure Okay, so you're offering, think about it as if you're offering somebody a feeling and you're giving them a feeling that is super valuable, maybe not to everybody, but to some people. People would pay anything in the world to have this feeling. And think about it, people really do crazy things in order to have a feeling about themselves. (laughs) Like we do all sorts of things. We like embarrass ourselves. We do, you know, crazy acts of things um, like good and bad things. And we spend all kinds of money to feel good about ourselves or to feel or to avoid feeling bad. Okay. So if you are offering something and the person in front of you is possibly like they, they are in the market for that feeling, then it could also be that they just are not understanding, like they're not making the connection between how you will actually guaranteed give them that feeling. 
So what we really want to be problem solving for is basically the last thing, right? We don't really, like if people aren't your person, then that's fine. Send them on their way and like be happy for them, right? They, they're just not your person. And if you're accidentally calling in those people, you want to be intentionally thinking about the person that actually does value what you want and make sure you're talking to them, right? Because like I've seen this happen so many times and I've talked about it before where like artists will be like, you guys don't value artists. Like you need to pay them well. And it's like that's you speaking to more people who don't value it, right? So it's like if you're doing that and you're getting a lot of no's from those types of people, then that's just like a, a slight marketing mindset shift to where you can start to talk to the people and believe that the people are out there that actually do value the feeling that you're giving them. So let's set that aside. That's a marketing thing, not a sales thing. But it's like the next category of people are the people that are not sold for sure on the feeling. So for these people, they're going to really want what you have to offer. They're your ideal client, but you might lose a lot of them if you aren't like prepared or looking out for these things. And so like even just the stuff we've been talking about, like framing sales in terms of a feeling way, I feel like puts you really ahead of most of the people, right? Like most people are sitting here being like, well, they said this, this, this. And so like, they're just not my person. And we want to take it deeper than that, right? We want to think like, what is going on with this person? Like, would they really want this thing? What's going on where they're not feeling safe to do it or they're not feeling certain to do it? And I want you to think about how much money people spend for certain feelings, okay? So think of like the most expensive thing that you own. (laughs) For me, I think it would be my child. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Probably my kids in the future. But the most expensive thing that I own is for sure my house, right? And it's like I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel safe. And humans value that, right? We buy We spend a lot of money on housing because we value those feelings and we value not feeling, you know, uh, crowded. We value not feeling in danger. We value not feeling free and independent. I'm sorry. I meant we value feeling free and independent. I don't know what's going on here, but we value those things and we spend the money on it. Same with a car, right? Like when I think of a car, when I think of having a car to me whenever i first bought it it was like freedom it was you know my autonomy when i think about not having a car it's like i would feel stuck i would feel limited i would feel incapable like i would feel like i couldn't you know do things that i wanted to do in the world i couldn't be the person i wanted to be Those are a lot of really crazy negative feelings that we can avoid by buying a car. And people do it. People spend a lot of money on cars and housing. And so think about that. And when you go into thinking about like, of course, we have to have, you know, all of our needs met and our safety and like those primal needs. But then you can also think about things that you spend money on that are not needs, but you still spend the money on them, which I think that we forget sometimes when we are like in the thick of business and we're having a lot of outside feedback that's like people saying no. I think we forget how many people are spending money and like spending a lot of money on things that they absolutely don't need that 
is like the craziest luxury things that you would ever think of buying. Some of the reasons why people have bought with me in both of my businesses, I would say for photography was definitely a feeling of treating yourself was a big one, which people love to do. We all do it. Um, A feeling of power to be able to spend that kind of money. A feeling of taking care of your children because I sold a lot of portraits to senior clients and like a feeling of passing along that family. Like think about the idea of having a family and the romance of it, like (laughs) romanticizing it and how much money it just feels good to spend on your family and like to invest into things that like represent and symbolize your family. And that could just mean like your child or it could mean your family pictures or it could mean things that go on the walls of your home. It's a very important thing that people are buying. People are buying body image, self-image, self-concept, all of those things when they're buying photography. And when I think about selling coaching, what I find that people buy, especially with like the place that people are in their business is like a feeling of certainty, a feeling of, you know, saying to yourself, I'm buying this thing and it's, I know that I'm like taking a step in the right direction. I'm not going to feel confused anymore. Like avoiding the feeling of feeling confused and stuck and like you're spinning out is a huge reason why people buy coaching. Some other reasons are even if people don't need to be certain and they're already feeling like they're doing well in their business, people still want to work with me because it makes them feel like they're expanding. And it's like it taps into that need for self-actualization. Like when you feel like you're growing and you feel like you're putting yourself in new places and you're exploring in the world. And it keeps you from feeling like the same person for too long. Like those are all big amazing things that I have sold before. And so I really want you to think about like, what is that thing that somebody is buying? And then when you're going back to the sales conversations, you can start to really think about like when somebody is saying no to you, it's because they want that thing, but they're not understanding how you're going to give it to them. They're not sold that you are going to be able to give it to them. I remember in my photography business, I used to get the objection all the time where people weren't sold that I was going to be able to like deliver the same quality of pictures (laughs) to them that I did on my website. Like, and you know why they weren't sold on that? Because I also was not sure about that. I myself was kind of like, I don't know, kind of depends like how the lighting that day is and like how you cooperate and what the makeup turns out like. And I had not like sold myself on my own skill and I hadn't like figured out any things that were standing in the way of my skill of being able to deliver that same product over and over and over again. And once I did, it was not even a thing anymore. And so this is like what people are buying, right? So it's like, say somebody wanted to buy that, the feeling of feeling beautiful in front of the camera for me, but they would say no because they were like, well, I don't know if I'm going to feel beautiful. Like, what if I don't feel beautiful? I have, I've done a photo shoot before and I didn't, right? And that is the real objection that people are going to bring to you when they want to buy from you 
but they're not understanding like exactly clearly that you can help them. So in order to get somebody from the place where they're just like telling you they don't have the money to them trusting you with like really helping them through those worries that you're not going to be able to give them the feeling that you're selling them, you, number one, right, you want to like have those things identified in your own head. <laughs> like we talked about, like what are the feelings that people and what are all the reasons that people are going to buy from you or not? And once you have that, you want to make sure that when you're on the phone with somebody or you're in the middle of selling to somebody that you have so much safety and like sufficiency in, within yourself that the minute they say something, you're not like freaking out like, oh, I knew it. They're not my person. Everyone keeps telling me no, right? And you want to have like all of that space in there for them, for them to just feel safe enough to explain to you why they're not understanding and for you to like kind of poke around and just be curious about like where are they not getting that this is 100% going to help them have the feeling. And the other thing that you want to do, like in my example, it's like I was not 100%. <laughs> and you want to think about in your own head, like where am I not 100% sure that they're going to get this feeling where, you know, like maybe you have past experiences that have scarred you and that you're using against yourself. And you're like, well, this person, you know, they didn't get it. Like you want to think about all of that stuff. And then you want to clear off all the stuff that's going on within your own head that is making you not certain. And you know what, when you do that, it'll be a lot easier when you're on the phone because you're like, you're so sold on what you're doing that when people are like, uh, I'm just not sure. You're like, what? Like, don't you want, you want this thing, right? So like, what is there to not be sure about what's going on? And you do it from a place of being like so much more genuine than being like, oh, like, you're not sure. Like, how do I sell you? <laughs> like, how do I make you say yes? And it's actually just like, you really just believe in it so much that you're like, well, what's going on with you? Because like, how are you not seeing it? You know what I mean? So I want you to think back and use the experience that you have had from all of your sales calls, all of your potential clients, and all of your actual clients, and think about like the different ways that things can come up for them around what is that thing that they really want to buy from you, and what is that feeling? <laughs> and you can list out like multiple things. It could be a lot of different feelings, but I want you to also like notice if you're making it a feeling that's more like primal need feeling than like a, a higher self feeling. So if you're like really making it like, well, they really need this thing and they'll need this like versus just trusting and believing that people really want to spend a lot of money and will spend a lot of money on like idealized things like love and luxury and just feeling good. So think about all of that and now you know what you're actually selling people and you can probably look back at all of the past clients that you have had and see how you were giving them that feeling. And you can look at all the people who were maybe even repeat clients and customers and how you gave them that feeling over and over again and you did such a good job at it that they wanted to buy from you again. And it's so helpful to know this when you're in your marketing 
and you're speaking to people. And it's also so helpful to know from a sales context of just like when people really, really want this thing, why might they have, you know, some like concerns about it? And how could you help them to alleviate those concerns? How could you become more sold on what you're selling (laughs) so that you're not over here trying to convince both of you (laughs) at the same time? Okay. So they're all great things to think about for being able to sell anything at absolutely any price. And I guarantee you it works. It's so much fun once you are really, really thinking about it this way and believing in this, sales becomes so much easier and so much more fun. Okay, so I will talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.